We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 714, a gray start to the week here. Monday morning, December 12th, WWL. Lots of clouds today, high and fog, highs of 74, not affecting traffic as badly as it has in the past, though. Warm breeze tomorrow, highs of 20, of uh, 80, rather, with a 20% chance for showers. Storms likely Wednesday, highs of 80. Then a front comes through, and on Thursday, the high temperature is only going to be 62. 56 for a high on Friday. Pardon me, I'm sorry. 52 for a high on Saturday and 48 for a high on Sunday. So you will be getting some Christmas weather. What about short-term rentals in New Orleans? What's the situation? It's a little bit complicated. Dane Cialino joins us now, professor of law at Loyola, to help us understand it. How you doing, Dane? Just fine, Tommy. How are you? I'm okay. You're a professor of law, so you would be a lot better at explaining this than I am. So, sir, the floor is yours. Well, uh <laughs> Where to begin with this? Where we are right now with short-term rentals in New Orleans, at least in residential areas, we're not talking about commercial uh, residential permits, but in residential areas, the city council adopted a a ban on issuing new licenses in the wake of a federal Fifth Circuit opinion that said that the way the city was doing licensing violated the Constitution because it discriminated against people who didn't uh, live in New Orleans. And uh, cities, states uh, cannot uh, pass laws that that uh, unfairly discriminate against people that come from uh, from outside the state and the city. So that that aversion to outsiders that that drove some of this legislation uh, drove the Fifth Circuit to find that it was unconstitutional. So let me go a step. The, let me go a step yeah, go further on. back, if we can, uh, Dane, and let's take it from. I have a piece of property that either I want to rent for a short-term rental in Orleans Parish or my neighbor is doing it, and I don't like him doing it. What kind of license do you have to get to do that? Well, you have to go on the city's website and get uh, what's known as an STR, residential license. You couldn't do it now because there is a ban in place as a result of this this federal litigation. But um, you, you would apply for the permit. Uh, unfortunately, the city's permit office does not move quickly. Mm. Uh, you would wait and wait and wait, and then when you finally got uh, approved, you would have to pay a fee, which I believe is somewhere around $500 for the year. And then you would print out your permit placard on your printer and put it in the window and then start listing your property on Airbnb or VRBO or one of those uh, uh, those STR uh, short-term rental sites. So that's the way it, it, it is supposed to work. Uh, and, of course, like so many things in New Orleans, it, it doesn't work that way in reality. So I guess I'm wondering, is from the enforcement standpoint on this, 
is there an underground uh, economy in short-term rentals, or is there active enforcement by the city who see where, where's the choke point? And uh, will Airbnb accept an ad if you don't have a, 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 a certificate from the city or a license from the city, or does the city crack down on people that are engaging in short-term rentals if they don't have a license? How how pragmatically important is this? How functionally important is it to short-term rentals? Yeah, well, the city does um, does have some enforcement mechanism. It's not uh, it's not uh, very robust, but it is uh, it does exist. The city essentially has inspectors who go on to VRBO and Airbnb and and uh, and search for properties. And if properties pop up in the search results that do not have licenses, then uh, then they make some effort to enforce and to impose fines for uh, for the unlicensed rental. So. That's the way it's supposed to work. Last week, the Office of the Inspector General uh, criticized, to some extent, the way that the city is doing enforcement. But um, Criticized but right now, why, Dane? Well, because uh, the, the, the enforcement is not as robust as, as it probably should be. And uh, lots of opportunities for revenue and, and for, um, for enforcement are, are being left on the table by, by the city's enforcers. Now, again, a, a lot of this is being thrown into – disarray by this by this federal litigation and last week judge lamell a federal district judge um, uh, on poyger street uh, said that the city is not moving fast enough to to fix the problem that the fifth circuit identified Uh, so it's not going to be for some time until this gets done but the judge was obviously from uh, all reports frustrated with the city's uh, inability to fix the problem so if i tried to get a license to have a short-term rental, I couldn't because the whole thing is in abeyance. Is that the right word? Correct. You could not get a residential license. If you were in a commercial area, you perhaps could get a commercial license. But again, the licensing office at the city moves at a glacial pace, and it's just difficult to get those licenses anyway. It would seem like a pretty simple thing in terms of enforcement from the city standpoint. I don't mean to drag into this, but I mean that can all be done just by searching and matching, right? Who's got a license and who doesn't? Yeah, that I don't know. Uh, it 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 is uh, has proven to be more difficult for the enforcers than 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 perhaps they they had hoped, uh, and that's what brought some of the criticism from the OIG, the Inspector General's office, last week. But um, you know, it's just a it's so difficult to get so many things done right in the city. Uh, whether we're talking about uh, potholes, uh, uh, crime prevention, enforcement, and 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 here we have have this problem uh, with the city council and the and the mayor's office just struggling to do it to do it right all right let me take a quick break if you all have any questions or comments about short-term rentals in the city and what's going on with the litigation i would love to hear from you the okwanaw jeweler talking text line wide open for you 504-260-1870 and i'll pass them along to our good friend dane cialino our go-to guy professor of law at loyola 720 traffic now wwl 726, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Professor Dane Cialino, professor of law at Loyola, about short-term rentals in New Orleans. Dane, earlier you talked about the Fifth um, Circuit ruling. What, what was all that about, and how did it relate to the city ordinance, and what, what, what did they find? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yeah, well, with the, some out-of-state um, STR uh, short-term rental operators sued, arguing that the city's regulation that requires uh, someone to live on the property who who's using it as the STR um, discriminated against out-of-state um, STR operators and. The Fifth Circuit uh, agreed and essentially said that if there is a municipal regulation or a state law that um, that uh, discriminates against out-of-staters, it places a burden on interstate commerce. And unless the city has a uh, compelling reason why it needs to do that, it's uh, the statute or the municipal regulation is going to fall. And that's what happened here. The, state, the city articulated all sorts of reasons why it needed to do it. Uh, to control nuisances, to uh, you know, assure that the uh, character of New Orleans was preserved, et cetera. But the Fifth Circuit said that there are other ways to do that, like, for example, uh, enforcing sound ordinances and uh, and and those sorts of things. So that's what the city is trying to do now: is trying to figure out a way to. Um, to regulate, but at the same time, not discriminate. And this was tied to the homestead exemption. That's how the city was using it to determine that it was a property owner that was on the residence. That Cor- correct. And and the Fifth Circuit found that that was a uh, essentially per se unconstitutional um, restriction or uh, burden on interstate commerce because. Uh, there were different ways to address the city's concerns, but they chose an unconstitutional way that violated the Commerce Clause of the U.S. Constitution. One part of this is that I guess maybe neighborhoods are, are losing, I don't know if you want to call it gentrification, but maybe out-of-town buyers are buying these, flipping them, turning them into rental properties, which is affecting the the, the makeup of the neighborhood, the culture of the neighborhood. But that's nothing that the court's considering, right? This is all about licensure? Well, yeah, and the and the, the city articulated those as, as justifications for the regulations, uh, and those are certainly things that the city uh, the council can take into effect. But the way that they tried to address those legitimate concerns was illegitimate because they chose a um, an unconstitutional restriction that violated the dormant commerce clause of the U.S. Constitution. So that's that that's where we are. The city is now uh, scrambling to get the law right and the. Federal judges uh, is uh, annoyed that the process is taking so long. Uh, it looks like to go through the zoning process that the city requires uh, is going to take at least another couple of months, and uh, that's something that that is is annoying the federal courts. And that's where the March thirty first deadline comes in. Correct. So the by March thirty first, the city has to present to the court a plan that will regulate short-term rentals without violating the Commerce Clause of the Constitution. Should I have stopped earlier, or did I get it? Exactly. That's exactly it. And in the meantime, the city, uh, the judge ordered the city and the uh, the out-of-state plaintiffs to continue to negotiate and give him monthly reports on any progress toward toward settlement. I was on a ledge when I added in Commerce Clause, Dane, and I decided to take the leap of faith. I'm glad I did. Thank you for explaining it to us. All right, Tommy. Have a good day. You You bet. Dane Cialino, professor of law at Loyola. We're going to take a break. We come back. It is time for Monday Morning Markets with Mark Rosa, president and CEO of Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union. And that is going to take a look at the week ahead on Wall Street. A lot of financial news coming out. Then in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll talk about reading scores. 
Louisiana saw some small gains in reading scores, but we still got a ways to go. We'll talk about what can be done to get the scores even higher. And then after that in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll talk about Louisiana getting $45 million to help boost public health infrastructure. So a lot coming up. We'll have some fun along the way as well. Right now we pause for WWL First News. For that, we go to Ian Ozan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.